get the deep voice and you just get hey right, there, uh, right in close welcome to now to the podcast uh, yeah like and subscribe like and subscribe leave us a review on iTunes mm. we're now on Spotify actually oh that's right Oh, I saw your poster. Yeah, we finally got ourselves on Spotify, mm. which was a lot harder than I thought. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of hoops to be jumped through. A lot of hoops, and, um, but sure, if you search for us, we still don't appear because we're not important enough yet. All right, so you haven't risen through the ranks. Haven't risen through the ranks yet. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Wilson. Mr. Bass. Better known to some of us as Jay. Oh my, yes. By your stage name? Is that your stage yeah, name? Even my own mother calls me Jay now at this stage. Actually, we'll start off with some of these short questions because I know you're oh, yeah. big into the food. Oh, yeah. So we'll start <laughs> with some simple ones like lemon or lime. Ooh, uh, lately lime. Sweet or sour? Uh, sweet. Starter or dessert? Always dessert. Always? I mean, not always, but I mean. Ah. <sighs> It's, that's a, that is a hard one. It, there's so many factors. It depends on so much. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, yeah it's t- I would always go starter. Would you always go Always. Start? I mean... I think it's much easier to judge at the start. You, I know I want a starter. I like a good pate, has Ooh, to be said. Yeah, yeah. A good pate with a nice little brioche. Ooh, toasted. That would always... Toasted brioche and a little bit of like... Like that stuff they put on the side, like a little chutney or something. Yeah, a little bit of chutney. Yeah, yeah, all okay. that. Any particular type of chutney? Um, I'm trying to think. There's there's one that they often put, but I don't know. I, I'm not fussy on the chutney front. Just something to give that bit of texture or something. Yeah, there's, you know, the, yeah. With a pate, you want the textures, mm. smoothness, the crispy, crispy. toasted. Brioche, yeah, the little lovely, yeah, gooey yeah, chutney. Yeah, I mean, I always find I think starter mm. because you know I'm hungry at the start of my meal, but I don't know if I'm going to be hungry still by the end, so I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Yeah, that's true. So I want to get the starter in and then the main, and then if I'm too full, at least I know I've had a good run at it. Oh, I see. You, okay, instead yeah. of having my main course, and then I could be too full by the time I finish my main course to, to have a dessert. Mm. Oh, right. You, you see, for me, <laughs> for me, that's not so much, so much an issue. <laughs> We're aiming for the dessert. Yeah, yeah. We, just, we have our eyes on the prize. Yeah, the main course it. is the journey we get to exactly. go through. To, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would that superpower be? Oh, jeepers. Superpower, like the traditional... Yeah, well, uh, you could, if there's another superpower that we haven't considered... I mean, obviously flying, although I am a little, I'm not a fan of heights. Mm, no. So I think I'd like to fly, but I mean, if I could fly, I probably would get over my fear of heights, right? It's chicken and egg, right? So, <laughs> do you know? Yeah, I think, yeah. I would love to be able to fly, but again, I hate heights as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't imagine there's that many birds with fears of heights, right? No, so I wouldn't. You'd, you'd get over <laughs> it if it was your way of yeah. getting around. Yeah. But I don't know. I used to have a dream a recurring dream that I had for many, many years where I was, fl- I could, I was flying, but there was like this tower and I couldn't, I was trying to fly into the tower yeah. and I couldn't get in. You were just going inside so, of it or something? Yeah, if anyone's out there God. expert in I'm sure there's a meaning dreams. behind that. Yeah. There's definitely a meaning behind that, but yeah, sure it is. it's not my expertise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, flying, I mean, or like, I like a musical superpower. I like to be able to like play whatever I thought, right? Okay. So I could like I'd like to be able, because like 
you know, I can like sing away to myself, whatever. But I'd love to be able to play. Like the way we can speak, right? We can just start talking and stuff comes out and it makes sense. Yeah. I'd love to be able to just improvise with that level of fluency. That would be my musical superpower. Where you could just you could just go and it would make sense in the way that when you sing a little song to yourself it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just takes hard work. <laughs> yeah. But that's what all these superpowers are. It's just yeah. things that normally take lots of hard work. Yeah. Well no, I don't know. Superpowers are a bit more like super they're supernatural, like right? That can't like be learned. Yeah. Well, it's the whole idea, I suppose, you know, there's that whole thinking that music is like a superpower in the fact that some people would say it's something that you cannot learn. You can't learn to um, be, you know, yeah. people are born as musical geniuses as opposed to people learn to be musical geniuses. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it has that appearance. I think, you know, even if you're born with a, with a musical ear, mm. you still need to do a lot of work to make totally. it make any sense. Totally. Like, um, one of the one of the weird musical powers is that is that the, uh, the idea of perfect pitch, which a lot of musicians wish they had. But I don't know. I I don't know if I wish I had that. I would. Um, I knew some people with perfect pitch in school and university and stuff, and they used to like. They could they could tell you the pitch of the car alarm going off down the road, and yeah. I'm like that would annoy me. I just yeah. I'd rather just tune that out rather than be able to identify it. Yeah, you know. But I was at a choir competition. In February, and a very well-known conductor, who shall remain nameless, I think, just in case she happens to be listening, unlikely, but was able. There was a buzzing going on in, the, in a big church. Oh, right. There's a buzzing going on in the background, and initially she thought the note she said, "Now where's that G sharp coming from?" This unperceivable buzz oh. that was coming from the, around the place. Where's oh, that G sharp coming from? Because she initially thought the choir that had just gone before us, their piece was in the key of it was A flat. Oh, so she thought that they had somehow created this buzz to keep them on key because it was oh. unaccompanied, and there was this, you know, G sharp A flat coming from somewhere. Oh, they had a secret, like yeah. I don't oh, think wow. so because it was still there, you know, four hours later, so the source hadn't been found. Yeah, I that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Mm. If you had somehow planted a you thing, you plant a little thing just buzzing. Yeah, you could just hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. It was interesting, but anyway, yeah. perfect pitch, yeah. She was able to pick up that exact thing. Um, so we'll just move on to, you know, where we segue nicely into the yes. music. There we go, um, yeah, seamless. So let, tell us a bit about your musical career so far. So you studied music at university and college? Yeah, I did. I, okay, I'm going to go f- slightly further back. I did music for A-level in the north. In Portadown, Portadown mm. College, yes, yeah. and um, but I hadn't done GCSE music, which you know mostly most subjects you you kind of expect that you've done it at you know here it would be junior cert or whatever, um, but I hadn't done that GCSE because I didn't really because I did music outside school and I thought to myself oh yeah I do music outside school it's grand but then. Um, and I wanted to be, one stage I wanted to be a lawyer, one stage I wanted to be a doctor. I went through the whole list yeah. of things you're meant to think about being. Yeah. And then I suddenly realized I was in, um, coming up to choosing my A-levels. And I was like, you know what, I actually like music and I want to I wanna do it as a subject, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so I decided to do it there. And then without any, just as a kind of a like, so I was doing my three sciences. So in the north you do three A-levels usually. Yeah. 
and I was doing four. So I was doing three sciences because I wanted to be something like that. And then I was doing music as a kind of a little like fun extra. If like doing like yeah. one third extra of the work is yeah. kind of as fun. But um, so I did that. And then I eventually decided that actually music was the one I liked most of all. Yeah. And so chose to do that at university. So at Edinburgh. Yeah, very cool. I think I, d- I was the same thing that I did, like English, French, all these other sorts of bits and pieces. Oh, yeah. But then, like, I always say to, you know, I say to the six years and everything, you need to do something that you like. There's no point doing yeah. law or medicine or, you know, English history just because you think you should do it or because you think you should will get a job at the mm. end of it or because you think or because your parents think you should do it. You need to do sure. it because you love it. Although yeah. the flip side of that is, don't they say, never do something that you like because... Never study something you like because, it, you know, it, you'll start to hate it. Yeah. Don't do your hobby as a job. But then imagine how much worse it is if you're doing something you don't like. That's very true. Like, yeah. it's a long time to study to be, I mean, especially if you're talking about doctors or lawyers or whatever. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of work. And if, you, if you're if you not into it, like, yeah. it's just, it'd be misery. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's, obviously there's, yeah, there's, there's times when I was sitting in, university like writing essays about things you're like why am i writing an essay about this this is no use to me blah 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 but you know i can look back now and go like overall it was an amazing thing to study and i'm kind of glad we had so much you know i encountered so much like music is one of those subjects i i lived with um an architect student and like three english students and we and some of them were doing like art history. Art history was very popular at Edinburgh. Everyone would do art history. Mm. Um, you'd always know the art history students. They were they swanning around, look very cool looking. Yeah. Um, I was never an art history student, but we find that like well, we would talk in the evenings after doing our different classes. We'd all come home and we w- we were all studying the same things. Like it's all the same yeah. stuff, right? You're studying like the history of, you know, thought and art yeah. and culture. Yeah from all these different angles, like literature and architecture and music. And it was kind of fascinating. So Yeah, and even the, the you know the Baroque, the Renaissance, the Romantic, they're all... Yeah. They're not just musical, John. It's bigger than that, yeah. It's, it's, there's styles it's a, of literature, poetry. A movement in, yeah, in thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so then after university, yeah. what happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> what happened to you? What happened? What, 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 what went wrong? <laughs> what went wrong? Um, oh, jeepers, yeah. University finished... And then I thought I would do a master's in composition. Mm. And then I discovered that you need money to do master's, <laughs> <Yeah>. master's degrees. <laughs> yeah. And didn't really have any money. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm kind of glad I didn't do that because I think, I don't know. I mean, c- composing, I don't know. It's a, it can be a little bit of a rabbit hole, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know. I always want you know, you can do a master's in composing, but I wonder, you know, is it a master's in composing or is it a master's in someone telling you how to compose? Yeah, in a certain style that yeah. might not be your own. So yeah. yeah, that's it. And I think it's one of those things where, <clears throat> yeah, you can, like, I, I like composing and I've done a bit of composing and I consider myself able to compose like i'm happy to sit down and make something up and Mm. write it down and i know how to do that so that for me is enough but like i'm now happy to like i'm happy that i have the tools to be able to do it in the way i want to do it as opposed to i need to do this kind of composition because that's what's in 
with the small circle of academic yeah, people yeah, that I'm yeah, currently yeah, hanging yeah, out with. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, that I like, yeah, I yeah, I'm glad I didn't do it. But yeah. then, so then what I did, right? I got a job. Thankfully, my mother heaved a sigh of relief, <laughs> sending her son off to do like arts degree in Scotland. <laughs> and not only did I get a job, I got a job in Belfast. So I came home. Yeah. So she was doubly delighted. Brilliant. So I came home and lived at home for what turned out to be not very long. I worked at the Ulster Orchestra and I was there part time as their education assistant. Yeah. Um, and I helped put on events and open rehearsals and yeah. all that stuff. Um, and it was kind of, it's something that's been in fashion for maybe, I don't know, maybe only 30 or 40 years. This idea of like inviting the public behind the scenes yeah. at cultural institutions, mm, right? Mm. So like all these places do it now. They're, they're keen to get the public. People who are interested can come and see how it's done, right? Yeah. Um, because that, you know, you know, the idea is that you're building your audience and mm, getting yeah. people interested. So that's what I did at the Ulster Orchestra with um, some great people there, very encouraging people. Um, and I probably, I probably could have stayed there. I probably could have, you know, made a career in that yeah. side of things. Yeah. Um, but no, I pivoted off and I decided, because in the back of my mind, I was always um, into like church stuff all through my teenage years and my childhood so <coughs> and university. So in the back of my mind, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe I should go and work for the church, you know? Yeah. Um, because the church needs music. It's like yeah. part of the part of the, the furniture in yeah, the church yeah. is the music. You know, it's yeah. a big part of it. So, uh, you know, and, and doing studying music, you kind of learn that music has been, it's kind of grown up with the church. Like it's like, it's like the church has allowed, or not allowed, but like, composers went to either work for the church or work for the court of yeah. some rich person. Yeah. So you, you had these two strands of things and like the musical side really appealed to me. I like choirs and choral stuff and all that stuff. So anyway, um, and I was actually interested in church as a thing as well. So anyway, all this was in my mind and I went, came to Dublin then to do a year at a church here, a kind of a year out gap year thing. Mm. It was about, um, a dozen of us from like England and cool. and Ireland, and we all just like worked and studied and were part of this church um, for a year, and then I kind of just made friends here. My sister was studying here at Trinity, so then there was all these things that started to tie me to Dublin, and I was like whatever in my twenties then, so I was kind of like making friends and kind of. I don't know, just yeah, it was, it was good. Um, so I made lots of, lots of great friends, and just like basically stuck around. So yeah. I've been here ever since. So it's like you know, it's uh, kind of uh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So to veer from you know, let's say the classical side of what you might do in a degree into oh, yeah. the sort of church side, and then how did you? Because you're very involved in rock jam. Yeah, and the, you teach guitar and teach everything guitar, here. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into the whole rock side the of the rock side? Yeah. Okay. So I had piano lessons when I was seven, and I had learned the clarinet when I was nine or ten, and then when I was about, I think when I was eleven. Yeah, when I was eleven, um, I got a guitar. I got an electric guitar straight off the gate. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It was just something I wanted. I can't remember exactly what, if there was an influence. I had an uncle who played the guitar. I think that made me think it was cool. Um, and so, yeah, I got an electric guitar, which when we were, we were having Christmas in Donegal and like yeah. my sister is two years younger than me. So she was still in the kind of, you know, the kind of vibe of Christmas, yeah. shall we say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was into that. And so my parents were very concerned that, you know, the guitar that they'd got me would be well hidden. So not to spoil the, the surprise of yeah. Christmas. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah, I remember. But I remember spying it in the back of the car. And I was very excited. All the way up to Donegal, I knew it was coming. So yeah. there was an amplifier, of course. Because it's kind of an electric guitar without an amplifier. Yeah. So, yeah. So I got that. And I charmed my family in Donegal with whatever three chords <laughs> I was <laughs> attempting to learn. Yeah. And, yeah, I just kept... Like plugging away and like taught myself. I never went to guitar lessons ever. Wow. Um, and just kind of picked it up. At the like at the time magazines were more popular. It was this was pre-internet days. Yeah. So like anything you wanted to know, you had to get from magazines or books or whatever. Yeah. So I had loads of like guitar books. Some of them I ha- still have. Some of them I still like pull out for my students. Yeah. And like, what is this <laughs> dusty tome you're showing? <laughs> but um yeah, and like so yeah, I just picked up things and um, I kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm envious, I'm, as I suppose most people are, of a certain age that we didn't have the internet, Yeah. you know, so there wasn't access to absolutely anything I wa- you, you wanted. It's not as instant. You, know? you yeah. had to go and get, you had to go to Belfast, you had to get a book, Yeah. you know, with the thing written out and you were like leafing through the pages when you got home going... I don't know how to do this. What <laughs> yeah. am I doing? You, you couldn't just watch someone like, you know, yeah. so easy now, YouTube or something. Exactly. Yeah. There was yeah. no guidance beyond, like, just the notes on the page. Like, yeah. okay, grand. I mean, it d- actually, I mean, I don't know. It didn't occur to me to go to lessons. It was a bit silly, wasn't yeah. it? Like, I think I thought I was getting my music lessons and I didn't need lessons in this other thing. That was, this was my thing. Getting the music lessons and guitar falls under that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm like, yeah, fine. But yeah, I think uh, the guitar was my thing. Yeah. Was, nobody was telling me what to do. So yeah. I think that was important as well. Yeah, right. um, so yeah, so I got into that and I, you know, played in bands. And like, so... In the north, we like I mentioned church, we had a strange, uh, looking back, it's kind of a strange um, situation where like every Saturday night, right? Saturday night, yeah. Saturday night, yeah. all the teenagers in our town would go to like a Christian meeting. Yeah. And we'd sit and we'd like sing all the songs and eventually I got to play and we'd play in the band. Yeah. Um, and then we'd hear somebody talk about something. Yeah. You know? yeah, and, yeah. We had, and we got up and we did like all the churchy bits and then we hung out and we went to the chipper and we went yeah. we didn't call it the chipper i can't remember what we call it chip chippy 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 we call it chippy yeah yeah it's chippy. been so long since i was in the north yeah. um and we get a we get a chip my wife always slags me off it just was it just the one yeah, chip you got yeah. was it <laughs> yeah. i was like no you got you got a chip that's what it meant to get yeah. a bag of chips anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so we got we got a chip and ice cream great ice cream places in Portadown. So we got fine ice cream and we walked around and we just, that was it. Very wholesome. Yeah. But um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And that was a huge part of my musical education because we were getting together, we were playing these songs just together. Again, nobody, no adult was telling us what to do. We were just making it happen. We had little, you know, books with the chords in 
and we'd have somebody, we'd have an electric guitar, we'd have bass, we'd have drums, yeah. you know, we'd just make it happen. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for just doing something. Yeah. Um, instead of having to read about it or watch someone else do it or try and copy someone else, just doing it. You just muck in, you know. Yeah, and, and the great thing was that because this was like, it was, you know, I went to that first of all when I was 12, like right through till I was 18. And like, so that's six years of, of people ahead of you when you start. So you get to see all this being done and then yeah. you can kind of like sidle your way in and go, uh, I could maybe play one week and then yeah. you, suddenly you know you're like you're like yeah okay yeah you're yeah. playing next week yeah, you're yeah. up yeah go yeah you know yeah. and it's great so yeah. and you've got that kind of it, there's no pressure because you're just following in the footsteps it's a bit like school you know it's yeah. like you can see it happening and then you when it comes to your turn you're like okay well I know what to do now you know right. so, yeah. it's like similar to Colwick or something yeah exactly Colwick or like the TY musical yeah. or something you're like yeah. I, I, I could do that. That's happened before. Because I've seen yeah. like four other years do that yeah, ahead of yeah, me, you know? Yeah. Um, and you uh, you um, went on tour with James yes. McMorrow. Exactly, yeah. This was five, five years ago now. Jeez. It seems like a long time. I've been here. This is my fourth year here. Okay. Um, yeah. So, how yeah, I, I, I toured with him. Now that, okay, so how did I get in with him? He would have gone to the same church as I went to. Okay. Um, back you know, whatever it was, 10, 10 years ago yeah. plus. Um, and we had a lot of friends in common. We, like, we weren't super friends then. We, we had, we were friends of friends, I suppose, really. Yeah. Um, but then he was starting to do music and, you know, play in different places. And, um, <clears throat> like, I was quite, like, well-known by that stage in the church yeah. as a musician. Mm. So I played, like, keys. Predominantly, I played drums as well. Um and so he was putting together people to play with him. Yeah. And he was like, well, here's the people I know or know of. So yeah. it was myself and another couple of guys, um, Peter Ryan and Dave Lee. We were kind of like, we, we were a little band already. Yeah. Um, so we were playing together already, doing our stuff, doing some of my original songs, et cetera. Amazing. So, um, so yeah, so he kind of just, you know, we, we ended up in his band Um or playing with him. We did a mm. couple of shows with him. We did one in Whelan's upstairs, and we did one, he did a launch of an EP in uh, Sugar Club. Um, and he, like he'd had these, you know, a certain number printed up. I forget the song. It was um, maybe Sparrow and the Wolf, one of his early songs. Um, I think it was his, one of the singles. So he had all those printed up, and we did that show. And now... And then from there, I kind of threw a spanner in the works. And myself and my wife went off to Australia in 2010. And that was just, he had, he was just working on his album. So I kind of like left the, <laughs> the hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly his like first album like just blew up. Yeah. You know? um, so wow. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, that's the thing that I was doing <laughs> and uh, not doing. Anyway, yeah. so that's fine. So we came home from Australia in 2011, and we went to the, what's the town? Kilkenny Festival. Yeah. It's hard to remember where arts things Kilkenny. used to happen. Kilken is it Kilkenny? There's a big cathedral, St. Yeah. Canis's. Yeah, that's yeah. Kilkenny, yeah, Kilkenny. Yeah, so, because um, I knew the woman from home in Portadown. She used to be the curate in the church in Seagull in Portadown. Yeah. And she was the 
Dean, is that the word? Yeah. Dean of the cathedral in Kilkenny. Yeah. And she was on Facebook at the time, as was I. And Facebook at that time was not the sprawling, no. who are these people inviting me to be their friend? Yeah. It was like, you actually were friends with yeah, the people yeah, you yeah. were friends with. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was friends with her. And she'd been very good to me when I came to Dublin. And she like offered to help me with accommodation. And she, we were kind of vaguely in touch. Um, so anyway, she she had she got free tickets for stuff in the cathedral. Yeah. And he was playing at solo show at the cathedral. And okay. I was like, oh, that'd be gas to go and see James mm. play yeah. at, like a solo show. Yeah. And I mean in this amazing venue. So yeah. I went along to the cathedral and it was a great show. Um and then afterwards I kinda hung back and kind of said hello, like, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've done amazing things since yeah, I last saw yeah. you. And, you know, we were chatting a bit um, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm working on my second album. Um, and he mentioned, he said, oh, you, you know how to, you know how to write for horns because I'm thinking of having loads of horns on this album. And like he meant, he literally meant French horns. Yeah. Like not, most people say horns and they mean saxes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He meant like literally French horns. And of course, in that situation, when somebody <laughs> says, can you do this thing? <laughs> You always say, yes, I can absolutely, obviously, I can do that thing. I'm an expert in writing for French horn. I had very little, I mean, I had a little clue how to write for French horns. But, you know, I was confident with the right literature, I could um, do the, the right, job. The right so phrase into Google will. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, you know, that's that was fine. So, yeah, so he he. And like a few months went by and I, I don't know if he got back in touch or I prompted him and said, do you remember we had that conversation? But um, but yeah, so he ended up sending me what he was working on for the second album. And I and he I mean, he had basically gone ahead and and um, I mean, he, he arranges everything on his records. right? Yeah. So, so he had the parts that he played in on a keyboard with this this kind of brassy sound. Yeah. And so my kind of job in that situation was to take that and make it playable by actual, actual people. Yeah, yeah. Now, as it turned out, getting actual people in a studio is a lot of work and it's it's hard to get I think it was hard for him to get what he had in his head. Mm. If you've got to deal with people and like, you know, like breath noise and all this stuff like it's actually very hard to record real people mm. um, and get it to sound really clean. And if you want, you know, it's that, that there's a whole different skill set. So we ended up actually going with the synth yeah. sounds, yeah. Yeah. which actually ended up like a, a, a better thing. We we did a little bit. We used some of the horn arrangements um, later on. He did some bigger shows. We did. Um, Electric Picnic, I think, where we had like a brass group play yeah. s- one of the songs they got up and played. Like, that was cool. Cool, you know? yeah. And they played on the Late Late with us as well. Cool. Um, Amazing. You know, that was kind of cool to do those yeah. big things. So there was, you know, and but it, it kind of got me in the door. So I was there like doing these arrangements and he was like chatting away. And then one of the times he was over, he drops into conversation like, oh yeah, um, my... Arts, like I, I, I'm looking for a guitar player or whatever and I was saying okay well I'm not I mean I'm not I don't know if I'd be that <laughs> confident to just <laughs> strut in and then that was grand and then 
But then the next time I saw him, he's like, oh, I'm looking for uh, looking for a keyboard player. And I'm like, well, yeah. you, do know, you do know that that's literally <laughs> what I do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh yeah. Was like, oh, no, she won't. Like, um, and so I was like, like, yeah, put me up, like, put me <laughs> yeah. forward. I'm putting myself forward. So we had a conversation, and like, it's it's a different prospect playing a gig in Wheelands and like actually touring yeah. around the place, right? So yeah. he just kind of like made sure that I kind of knew what was involved, like, yeah. You know? Um, and you know, I had to, had to have a conversation with my wife, and yeah. it's like, do you think it's okay if I just <laughs> go off around the world? And she's like, yes, that's fine. Um, not really knowing what it would mean, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but it was just like, this is a great. Awesome. opportunity yeah you know, i have to go with this and i was teaching at the time and uh i had to give up my students which was a bit i felt a slightly bad about that but i was like they'll be fine it's i have to do this right now yeah. so and they were all very understanding and it was grand um <clears throat> but yeah so then you know christmas 2013 just after christmas um I like literally the twenty seventh, I think, of, of December, got on a plane to Australia. The wow. first the first gig I did with him, well we'd we'd okay, we'd done one little show in Paris where Gavin James was playing as well. That's wow. kind of cool. That's right. Like met in inverted commas him. Like, yeah. in the same room as him yeah. as a totally like nervous person. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here, but it's fine. <laughs> and we're all professionals, aren't we? Yes, exactly. Um, so that was fine. So we did this little show in Paris and it was right beside this big cemetery where uh, like the grave of Chopin was. I got no to see way. the grave of Chopin. That was kind of cool. Um, and something else, Jim Morrison's in there as well. They're all like, all these, like Paris has these amazing graveyards where there's just a mishmash of yeah. people from all over history. So um, that was kind of nice. It was a lovely autumn day. Anyway, so then, first show, Australia. It was actually not even Australia. It was Tasmania Yeah, was the first show. So we flew all the way to Australia and then another flight to Tasmania. It was the longest travel time I think is possible to do. Yeah. Um, so, and that was it. There was a, it was a kind of a, because Australia's year is upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the height that's of their summer. summer. Yeah. So that's their big summer festival. Okay. So we, we did uh, Tasmania, we did uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, like hopping all around. And of course, I was delighted because only four years earlier, I'd been living in mm. Australia for the best part of a year. Yeah. So I was, I got to go back and, you know, visit my cousins out yeah. there. And I was yeah. like, yeah, Australia. Like, <laughs> it's bizarre that I'm back here so yeah. soon, you know. And then from there, we did a big European tour in the start of 2014. We did an American tour then in March, April, which was epic. And probably take another episode to talk, talk about, about that. Yeah. But we got, I mean, because we just, we just ran into some horrendously bad, horrendous bad luck, basically. And the, the efforts of surmounting these things, like, I don't think we missed, we missed one show because one of the first things that happened on tour was James got sick with like strep throat, which is like normally it's serious. That's like that's a game. That's game over. Yeah. Right? But like I don't know, like I mean, just a superhuman effort. Yeah. Because I mean, to him it was like this can't not happen. Yeah. This is this is my tour yeah. of America. Yeah. It's like the whole thing is like America's the one. You got to yeah, break yeah. America. Yeah. All that stuff. So like. 
sort of second date, San Francisco, and yeah, our third, our, our, it was our third night. I remember on the second night, we did two nights in LA. The second night, I heard him warming up, and there was like a break in his voice that wasn't only there. And yeah. I was like, oh, here, what's going on? Oh, dear. There's just this, like, <gasps> yeah. And then the third night, yeah, the doctor was in. He had to cancel the date. He went back and did the did okay, it at the end yeah, of the yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, okay. So he's like, okay. you know, he didn't he didn't leave them in the lunch. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, that was seven weeks wow. in the States. It was quite a long wow. time on a bus. How, was it one of these big, you know, fancy buses you see in TV? It was pretty fancy. Yeah. Like, it was the fanciest thing I've ever <laughs> been on. Like, you know, it's pretty, pretty cool. And we're quite a small band. So there's four of us in the band, um, James and then three, three others of us. And then sound guy, light guy, and like tour manager. Mm. Um, that was kind of the core, core of it, you know? Um, so yeah. Amazing. Sorry, that was a big, no, no, <laughs> big amazing stuff. Um, so let us go. Favorite place you visited on tour and worst. Oh, good. Okay. You're right. So favorite place, like, so we did some amazing shows. It doesn't even have to be to Not do even the show. show. Just it place. Just be the place. It could be because it was an amazing show. Okay. So or could it be because it's the worst show you did, but just whatever it was about the place. Yeah. So my favorite place, we went we went there twice. We went to most places twice because we did we toured in a bit in twenty fifteen as well. Um and my favorite place was Edmonton in Canada. Okay. In Alberta in Canada. Um and I liked it for a number of reasons. Like I mean obviously if you visit anywhere, the weather is key and like we're mm-hmm. only there for a night. Yeah possibly part of the day yeah we were lucky in that the guys like like it's i mean they, they always used to slag me because I, I had come in at this like second rung on the ladder like they'd done the schlepping around in the first album <laughs> in the in the actual like you know van yeah and like so i come in and everything's up a little notch yeah. we're in the tour bus yeah. and like one of the big things that was kind of like weird was like we like the guy who was setting up the stage didn't want us to help because he's like, my job is to make sure this is done right. Yes. And if you are plugging things in, I can't be sure that I'm yes. going to check your work anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just you go off for the day. Yeah. I'll set up the stage and yeah. you come back and sound check. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, if you insist. You know, but, I, but of course what that means is that none of us can add to the potential errors. He he is the guy <laughs> who signs off and everything. Yeah. That makes sense, right? So... <laughs> So we would we would head off for the day, like and explore these cities. So if the weather's not good, you're not going to have a good experience. So yeah. that ruled out a few bits. But Edmonton, we had great weather. Um, like, I I was kind of into running <laughs> for a little bit, right? Because like when you're on tour, it's like you're in this bus all the time. It's kind of funny. I don't really run now at all. <laughs> that's, that's one of the most surprising things I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I used to get out and like you know, couch to five k was like a thing, right? So I would get out, and it was kind of fun because when you log your run, it's almost like a souvenir of having been there. Yeah. So oh, you can look yeah, back okay. and you can see, oh yeah, I was there. You know, yeah, it's yeah, kind of, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a way to kind of explore the city as well and feel like I was getting some exercise. Yeah. So it ticked a lot of boxes, but um, but I remember running around Edmonton. They have this lovely like park by the river. Our hotel was just by the river. And I could run out and like go around. There was an old railway line or something, and it was just picturesque and beautiful mm. and I was like this is gorgeous there was like I remember there was some festival and some horse related festival and there was a horse in the square just below <laughs> the hotel and like 
<laughs> so I, of course, being a curious person, went over and <laughs> met this horse. <laughs> um, that was good. And all the other, all my bandmates were look. I think literally looking at the hotel window going, Jay's talking to a horse. What? And they came down and they were like, what's happening? I'm like, it's a horse. It's just a horse. <laughs> so anyway, there's that. I, 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 I'm kind of like visiting places. I went to the art gallery in Edmonton. I went to the town hall. Yeah. I just kind of looked around and I thought, I like the vibe of the city. And then they have a folk festival, which is what we went back to. Um, the second time we played at this folk festival and we were sharing kind of a backstage area with this band that I love called Lucius. Okay. And I was super into them. They had released their first album and they were kind of touring alongside yeah. us, you know. Okay. Um, albums kind of go in cycles. So, you know, if a band releases an album at the same time as you, you're likely to, you know, cross over at some mm-hmm. stage. Um, so that was kind of fun. So they were on the same kind of tour cycle as us. So we, we bumped into them a number of times. And I loved them. And I got to see their show from like side stage, prime position. And it was, yeah, yeah. That was really nice. So yeah. And like our show, I mean, the, the whole thing is just gorgeous. It's like this natural amphitheater. And we, it was beautiful. We had this, I mean, you know, James and the guy who did lighting, Connor, he had come up with this amazing concept for the lights. Um, we had like these pyramids. We had to transport all this stuff, but it was yeah. it was worth it. These pyramids, these perspex pyramids with lights in them yeah. that could be controlled and brought up and down. Okay. And that was kind of we were kind of in amongst this kind of landscape um, of light, which is really. And at the back there was this disc, which was kind of um, uh, textured. It had like a, um, like a three D. Okay. Uh, I can't like like embossing. Like okay. it, was, it was out sitting out from it. I uh, can't remember the proper word, but and then that was 3D mapped, right? So the things were projected onto that, and that was in the center at the back. So what it meant was that like it was just perfect for taking photos of, like so yeah. there's loads of Instagram photos and stuff because everyone was like, "This is gorgeous. We're going to take pictures." Yeah, very smart idea if you're planning a mm. tour, do a good light show. Um, so yeah, so that was, and it was just, I think it was just one of the most gorgeous. Like we were really into it by then we were mm. really, you know on top yeah. of our game you yeah know. that was the so favorite place worst um, place worst place um i don't know it's hard it doesn't have to be worse but worse yeah what stands out is not being your favorite not my favorite that's a, that's trickier i think um i don't know i don't know that's hard. We played some small places, but sometimes the small places were, but like you know, what whatever. Like, I don't know. That's hard. That's okay. There were no like real dives. There were some. There were some. I mean, okay. There was one situation where, you know, we would often sleep. You know, sometimes we were in hotels, but sometimes it wasn't practical to take a yeah. hotel or whatever, and we'd be sleeping in the van. You know. Mm. And the van, it's a tour bus, the so bus. it's not <laughs> uncomfortable. <right? laughs> so, <laughs> um, although for some of my height, it's you've got to get the right angle yeah, on okay. the bunk, yeah. or <laughs> you know, you're not getting any sleep. Um, was a definite diagonal was, was <laughs> fine, but um, there were some places where, like, I remember one place in Germany, we were sleeping on the bus, and like down the back of some like shady place and there was definitely people outside kind of you know trying the locks and like you're just like oh 
okay, this is fine. And like rats running about. And like that was a bit nasty. But only because, you know, we decided, you know, to save on parking this gigantic bus and had found the back of some warehouses. (laughs) So um, that was that was a very unusual situation. But that does stick out in my mind as particularly weird. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing stories. Class. Like so Um, good. Experiences. Um, And it was great. It was great to. You know, we were kind of constantly tweaking things yeah. and tweaking the songs we were doing and, um, you know, changing sounds and just making it just better, 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 better. Yeah. So by the end, we actually recorded the tour yeah. um, when we were we came around to L.A. It was the very last show we did, right, after in, in 2015, this was. Um and we did a show at the Ace Hotel, which is a venue in LA. This gorgeous old, I guess it was a cinema, maybe a okay. theater even before that. Yeah. Um, beautifully decorated inside. Um, so again, and they took video of it. Um, it was the guys who, the, the Sonos um, speakers, you know, the speaker yes, systems. Yes, yes, yes. It was those guys were keen to do something, in, you know, um, so they videoed it, um, and they also, it was recorded as well by our sound guy. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, so that's that's the great thing. So we, we worked, we had, we got it so good, and then it was captured. The live show was yeah. captured. So you can check it out on Spotify. Um, if you search for James Winston Morrow live at the Ace Hotel, I think Amazing. it's called. Amazing. Um, and you can hear me and the band playing... Uh, the show, the whole the whole thing, the whole thing, yeah. The Ace Hotel, the Ace Hotel, yeah. Live at the Ace Hotel, I think it's called. We'll definitely put a link to that um, in the old. Yeah, uh, put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Look at us go. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, of all the things, um, there's there's a bunch of video stuff as well. Um, but I think that I'm so glad that that was captured. The live show was captured like yeah. that. You know, I always think fine live shows when you have the recordings of them, that I prefer them way m- much more to, like, the studio albums. Yeah, often... Because, I mean, uh, uh, the studio album is done. That's grand. And, y- and you know, y- uh, I mean, there's a lot of hard work goes into that, obviously, the conception of that and everything. Yeah. But then, I mean, I find that certainly when we toured it, like, it's, you know, it's getting better all the time. Like, I mean, even James, like, singing the songs is able to find... Like, settle into them and find new moments of yeah you know because you're not just aiming for this one take yeah you're doing it you know every day for yeah whatever seven weeks yeah so that's it there's no so choice to but get better at it well, not yeah the same choice. it's inevitable that it's it's inevitable yeah it's yeah. it's like a you know it's like a team like a sports team yeah. you just you're, you're just yeah. getting better at working together yeah. and like anticipating you know and it's interesting like i mean there there wasn't it was it was more like a theater show um, in that, you know, obviously there's a set list. I mean, most yeah. bands have set lists, but like, yeah, we we wouldn't have a lot of stuff in between. Like very often, the songs would just go into each other, and mm. there was this. It was a lovely atmosphere. A lot of the shows, you know, because um, <clears throat> like a lot of James's stuff is quite like, like I remember the guy in uh, the airport going to the states, which is a frightening thing to go through i don't know if you've ever done it but like yeah 
you've got to t- like basically explain your <laughs> your actions, like where you're going and who you're saying, and all this stuff. And you and like especially if you're carrying loads of flight cases and yeah stuff, and you know they're very cynical and they're like, you know, so what are you what are you doing? Like you know, <laughs> um, like what right do you have to come into our country, <laughs> yeah. basically? You know? And so. So they they asked me like oh what kind of music and I and I described it as beautiful rock music right yeah. so like there is a kind of like it's very rhythmical but to me it's kind of it's very like artful do you know what I mean like it's you know it's not like just plunked on the beat and yeah. like there's a lot of ebb and flow and dynamic and like to me it was m- oftentimes a lot more like classical music yeah. in its you know th- there'd be a moment. Mm. But then there'd be the build up to the moment. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't it'd just be go from the yeah, yeah, bar yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I enjoyed that about it. So yeah, it was more like a theater show or like a, I don't know, like, yeah, like a classical, something like that, like a like an ensemble, you know? Yeah. It's nice. A performance rather than a concert, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, people would shout out songs and. Like we never, <laughs> we wouldn't, we wouldn't. Not that we couldn't do them, but it's just like no. That's we we planned a show for you. Yeah. Just settle back yeah. and let us yeah. take you through it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was kind of nice. So like, yeah, it's kind of funny. There's a few kind of because there was these moments of quiet. Yeah. In certain cities, I mean, in, in Australia, I remember it's people like would just like shout out stuff. Yeah. You know. And uh, you know, it's kind of annoying if you're trying to s- create an atmosphere, yeah. but you know. People are people. It's fine. Yeah. Um, a fantastic talk. Um, let's just go with the fi- a final thought. Mm-hmm. What would you say is if you, like this is just the cheesy question, but one piece of advice for um, someone who wants to make music their career? All right. Wow. Or a, not, maybe not even advice, but just yeah. a thought or a thought. Yeah. Well. I suppose that means that means so many different things, right? Because mm. even me, even me, like I, I've done uh, like a dozen things that I would count as part of my music career, but they're they're vastly different, yeah. right? Um, but I suppose it's like it's brought me to where I am now, yeah. Where it is probably the most careery looking yeah. part of my yeah. life, right? There's a title to the job. You know, yeah, I yeah. actually have a job, which <laughs> is nice. Um, and like, so, but I think, you know, part of what, I mean, part of what's always driven me is is just that idea that, like, music is something that people, people love. I mean, especially this last six months, right? We've, yeah. we've seen firsthand what it's like to live in a world where, there is nothing happening in mm. terms of music or theater. Yeah. Like, but I mean, we're talking about music, but like, you know, it's, it's weird. It's, mm. it feels like there's something missing, you know? Yeah. And like, and I suppose, I mean, it's nice. It's nice when you play music and it's nice when you, you know, when you practice and you get good at music that like people love music, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like people, you know, from from the cheesy thing of like, you know, pulling out the guitar at the party and playing songs people can sing along to, yeah. like that feels amazing to yeah. do that. Yeah. Like, do you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, people. Some people turn up their 
roll their eyes at that person. Yeah. Like, oh no, he's tagging the guitar again. Yeah. But like, you know, you try not to be that guy. Here comes Wonderwall. Yeah, <laughs> here comes Wonderwall. <laughs> I've grown to I've grown to love Wonderwall. I like Wonderwall. I've had to play it so much. Oh. I used to play in a restaurant. I used to play in a restaurant in town called mm. the Millstone. Yeah. I used to play there for five hours a night. Yeah. A guitar or playing guitar and singing. I yeah. used to do the same piano just in a restaurant yeah. and I hated it. I mean I hated I, it. Yeah. I it was good because I had basically carte blanche to do whatever I wanted. Yeah. Right? Some of the some of the waiters would have favorite songs and I'd play them for them. Mm. And that was fine. And and that's grand because if you're playing a song that you know somebody wants to hear, yeah. that's a whole different thing. Yes. Like if somebody's calling out, Oh, play Wonderwall, I love Wonderwall, that's a different thing. Yeah. You know? Mm. Um it's suddenly it's a different song because yeah. somebody's got a big cheesy smile on their face and they love them. Yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um it's great. And so but that that taught me a lot. That doing that five hours a night was hard because the pay was appalling. Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Of course and, it was. You know, but it was like, you know, I needed it needed it at that time and that was fine. Um but it actually, you know, it's a recline is a silver lining. Um well, okay, going back to our very stuff, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> It's a restaurant, so I got free food, yeah. right? <laughs> so I got free dinner. At they the might end. not as well, might as well not have paid you. <laughs> yeah. You were there for the free food. That was it. I was part of that was half the payment. I was like, yes. <laughs> so I got to have restaurant food every night. Well, not every night, okay, three nights a week or whatever. But um, that was amazing. And and you know, there's locals at these places, so they mm. come in and they're and you get to know them and they're yeah. you know, they they're they come back. Because you're there, and that feeds yeah, the, yeah. you know, there's, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of ego. I mean, a little bit. There's a lot of ego to this thing, but like, yeah. you know, if if you if you're aware of it, it's like, and and you're thankful for the people appreciating you. I yeah. think that's it. People who aren't thankful, yeah, for it, people's appreciation, they're they're the they're the worst people. Yeah, right? it's when it, it's it, the ego's there because you know people are enjoying it. Yeah. If you stop caring whether people were enjoying it, then that's the wrong kind of ego, I think. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you're just going to plow on regardless of whether anyone likes it or thinks it's good or you're playing whatever. Yeah. You you're want. like, I'm amazing. You yeah. should like this. Yeah. yeah that's Instead the of worst. People actually be appreciating. And yeah. Yeah. And responding. And like, I, was, I wasn't too, ever too proud to play if, if I could do it. And the thing is, now, this was whatever, five years ago, um, <clears throat> now I had the internet. Yeah. And if you can play the guitar yeah, and yeah. you have the internet, yeah. you can do anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they could so I I, I could take breaks whenever I wanted for ten minutes or whatever. And so somebody would give a request. I'd never heard the song before in my life. And I'd go, Okay, give me ten minutes. Yeah. And I go off with my phone and like listen to the song, pull up the chords on Ultimate Guitar, yeah. and I'd you know, do a passable rendition of yeah, the song, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'd be like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's amazing!" Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's almost a superpower. Yeah, to to most to, people, yeah, it is. You know, yeah, and that was great. And my voice got so, like, I'm not gonna say good, but it got so strong. Yeah, like I could sing for five hours a night mm. without a bother. Yeah, I, at the start, I was all like, you know, water, water. Irish coffee and like whatever. <laughs> Whatever the waiters decided was good <laughs> for my throat, you know. Yeah. Um, and but then by the end, I was like, "This is yeah. this is a walk in the park," you know. 
Because it's a muscle, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. So, um, so the loop back to the initial question. Oh, I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> there was a question. Oh, advice, yeah, advice. Or just like advice. Well, I, 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 the one thing I always remember my piano teacher saying to me was that practice does not make perfect ever. Oh, that's good. Practice makes better. That's very like, okay, this is my quote, right? My quote for the year is, it's not about being good, it's about getting better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the same vein, same vein as that, yeah. yeah. So, and that's something I'd love, if I could impart that to students, or anyone playing the piano, mm -hmm. right, who mm -hmm. comes in here, to, well, not right now, but like to practice or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, it's not, yeah, it's not about being good. Like, I love the fact that music, you can turn down some alleyway of music yeah. and suddenly decide, oh, you know what I'm really into at the minute is like Cuban jazz. And yeah. you can decide, I'm going to teach myself a little bit about Cuban jazz. And like nowadays you can do that. But like, I'm not great at Cuban jazz, but I, I can do a few little things that sound Cuban-ish. Yeah. And I'm so happy with that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if I learned a few more things, I'd be even happier. Like, yeah. But, you know, it's not... I mean, I wouldn't put myself up for the job of Cuban jazz <laughs> pianist, but like, yeah. you know, you can, you can, you can get, you can explore the whole thing. Mm. And my, my latest thing is classical guitar. Yeah. Right. I'm kind of got into classical guitar. I played at the junior school assembly and I played on the podcast or will be playing or whatever <laughs> order it comes in. Whatever order. <laughs> um, it will happen. <clears throat> so. It has yeah. happened. It has happened. It will happen. It happened. And um, it is happening. And we've covered all bases there. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I played at Junior School Assembly mm. on, on Monday there. So yeah. that this little guitar piece. And it's, you know, it's um, it's just something that I really enjoy. Like, mm. it's, yeah, it's fun to play yeah. new things. I, th I, th I think so. I mean, I think, you know, in the classroom a lot, you see girls who some, you know, because there's such a variety of students in the school. Some are on grade eight, some might be on grade one. Yeah. And, you know, there's always saying, oh, I wish I was as good as that person. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's, you know, it's not about being as good as them right now. Right. Because you're, you're not going to be as good as them right now, but you're going to get there. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that, that's, I mean, that, that's you a hard thing. You will be. Yeah. It's tr it, that's the tough thing about school, isn't it? Mm. Because school in some ways, you know, everyone's, like rising up through the levels at the same rate in mm. some things, yeah. but then with the out of school yeah. stuff, you know, y you're doing it. You know, it's 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 a different measurement. But like, yeah, the measurement should be, you know, are you getting better? Yeah, you know, absolutely. There's that U two song. Is it getting better, or do you feel the same? You know, um, like it's not about practicing music at all. But anyway, <laughs> but it just reminded me of that. But like, if you if you just set your mind on getting better. And I read this great book um, called Atomic Habits um, last summer. And the idea is that if you can improve by 1%, right? Yeah. And then what, what, is, what does it mean to be 1% better at piano? You know? Mm. So try and do that. Yeah. And then next day, do another 1%, you know? Yeah. Like, um, you don't have to, you know... You, and you can't. Music is one of those things you can't leap forward. No, no. it's just impossible. Yeah. You know, it's it's like the hare and the tortoise. Like you've got to be slow and steady, one percent, one percent, one percent, and you'll get there. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs>